but let's get to our first chat. Our first interview is the absolute legend of the Rugby League, uh, Queensland, and, uh, well, yeah, as I said, Rugby League, Immortal. Immortal. Uh, immortal. And we say good evening to uh, Wally Lewis. G'day, Wally. How are you guys? Yeah, great. Thanks, mate. Thank you so much for joining us. This is an absolute thrill and honour for us. Um, how, how do we find you tonight? Are we uh, all in preparation for next week's Origin? Yeah, yeah, well, uh, just getting through the early days of that, just covering the um, the Queensland State of Origin team's um, preparations. They're underway. They've still got a fair bit to go yet to um, to perfect uh, their game plan uh, before putting it into uh, into place. Um, so, you know, there's, uh, there's a, a little bit of work uh, uh, to be done, but I think the, uh, the coach is pretty happy with uh, with what he's seen so far. And it's uh, uh, going to be another one of those games that can only be described as a, a classic contest that, uh, where you've got uh, the best of friends at club level become uh, the worst of enemies uh, once they don a, a Queensland or New South Wales jersey. Yeah, well, it's it was here. How, how have you sustained that uh, state of origin? And then they also go on to play for like Australia together. How have how's rugby league sort of st- sustained that and, and kept it going? Oh well, it's it's been a, a delight for all of the players. They all know that um, when they're playing a state of origin game, they're playing at the highest possible level. Um, it's uh, it's quite extraordinary. I've had the privilege of, uh, of playing uh, in a few of these games, um, and you you just know that you have to be at your level best. If you're uh, anything short of ninety five percent, you know that uh, you're in for a long tough night at the office, and uh, things aren't going to go your way. So it's uh, it's quite uh, it's quite interesting that um, the, the the players um, they know that they've still got a fair bit of work to do uh, in the build up to the game, and unless they're at, uh, at their best on the on the evening. It's uh, it's not going to be much fun. And hey, as a Queenslander, are you happy with the format? I think it's a New South a Sydney game first, then a Perth game. I believe's game two. Yeah, yeah, that's um, a little bit unusual. But uh, the Queensland guys, they don't get to have uh, any say in the. Um, in the outcome of, uh, of where the matches are booked, so they've just got to turn up and play and, and do their best. Um, but playing game one in Sydney um, is a massive bonus for uh, for the Blues. Mm-hmm. I think they'll be the first ones to admit that, but um, there is no uh, uh, definite results um, in place, um, no matter where the game is being played. Uh, but I've, I've got to say that uh, the Queenslanders certainly would be um, uh, quite preferring to uh, to play the, the the first game at home, and particularly when game two is away as well, playing that game in uh, in Perth, um, they're not exactly going to feel like they've they've got a massive bonus. But uh, excuses, um, well, they're not worth two bob in state of origin. Uh, they they won't be offered um, come the uh, the result of the game, and they've just got to uh, you know go on with it and, uh, and do their best and try and get the uh, the West Australian crowd uh, on their side for uh, for game two because. They know uh, game one uh, playing that uh, uh, south of the border. Um, it's going to be a, a long, tough night at the office. Do you see the, the the trip to Perth as part of like an overall uh, look to get a team out that way at some stage? Is this is this where, why they're trying trying that out? Well, they've, they've kind of had that in uh, in, uh, in mind for for quite some time to to spread the game of rugby league. Um, there's been quite a number of games that have been played over there. There's been Origin matches previously uh, take place uh, in WA. Um, so neither state can can claim that uh, uh, they have a, a bonus. Um, 
uh, by playing the game uh, over there. Um, but New South Wales certainly are uh, they're in pretty good form at the moment. They they do have a, a very good record of recent seasons, um, and uh, Queensland will have to be at their level best uh, to be a chance in this one. Well, certainly, we're looking forward to it. Uh, now we're talking to the King Wally Lewis. Uh, the squads were released this week, Wally. Any um, sort of uh, people in there that shouldn't have players in there that um, surprises surprises or were they as you would have thought? No, I don't think there's too many surprises at all. Um, most of the guys uh, certainly have been picked uh, on form, and uh, they they really uh, none of the players can claim that uh, that they shock emissions. Uh, I don't think um, they're all uh, they're playing. Um, in pretty good form at the moment, and I'm, and I'm sure that um, you know, win, lose, or draw, um, they will put in their best performance in the night. And, uh, the one thing that uh, they've just uh, they do have to do is uh, make sure that um, their approach to the game is uh, is absolutely first class. Um, they know that uh, that they're going to have to spend quite a bit of uh, the time in the build-up to these games, uh, perfecting a game plan, which uh, under the greatest of pressure won't buckle on the night. And if they can do that. Um, I think they'll uh, they'll be in with uh, with a good show. But um, having previously experienced uh, games in Sydney uh, for the first game of the series, um, the Queenslanders will realise that um, they're uh, they're behind the eight ball. Um, but uh, excuses have, have never been offered for defeat before. And Billy Slater, uh, his appointments, and you think he can handle the role? Is he the next sort of heir apparent? It's, it's coaching on the coaching grounds. Well, he's had some pretty handy coaches guiding his um, learning uh, learning curve in, uh, in, the, in the coaching department, and he's got some uh, some pretty handy uh, former teammates uh, assisting um, uh, his coaching this time. Cam Smith, of course, uh, will be there. Jonathan Thurston. So you're not going to get uh, too many finer players than that to uh, to be able to provide assistance and also give a little bit of advice to the players. Um, but uh, but Billy, uh, just having watched. Um, a couple of his uh, dealings with the players so far um, he's a very determined uh, man that has uh, one thing in mind and that's uh, to achieve success in, uh, in this game um, he's, he's been guided by some of the finest coaches ever uh, in his learning curve so um, I'm sure that, uh, that we'll see him just continue that on uh, use the, uh, the, the pertinent points that he thinks were a massive bonus to him and uh, the ones that he would, uh, thought that uh, weren't all that handy, well, um, I'm, I'm almost certain that he'll brush those and uh, he'll make sure that uh, his players uh, get the best possible advice. And sort of moving forward to next year with the new uh, franchise coming in and Wayne Bennett still going um, still going strong, how do you see the, uh, the new franchise coming in? Yeah. Oh, it's just a matter of when they... How they uh, how they get up and running? Um, it's 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 not going to be easy. Minute. Um, uh, well, well, I guess it'll it'll probably depend on the players that he gets. I've, I've got no idea. I haven't seen the nobody's seen the um, the, the, the final teams that he's uh, he's going to be putting forward. But having and 
experienced time under Wayne Bennett his, uh, his guidance um, I know that uh, he'll uh, he'll put out a team that uh, that will perform at their uh, at their level best um, he's done that with Canberra he's done it with the Broncos um, he headed uh, south to uh, to Newcastle which was probably his only uncomfortable time um, when he was uh, when he was dealing with them so uh, and having uh, had the chance of uh, of, of of continuing that on at, at other clubs, um, the players know that he is a, a professional coach that, that, that doesn't stop at anything. And how have you seen uh, the rugby this year? Obviously, with the two big teams, Penrith and Melbourne, still going strong, but we're seeing some emergence of maybe the North Queensland team and the, and the Broncos back up and running as well. Yeah, well, the Cowboys, they're going uh, pretty well, but yeah, you, you hit the nail on the head with the, the boys that are uh, that are setting the pace. And Penrith, they've They've been remarkable. Um, you know, there's a, a group of uh, players um, wearing the jersey every week, and uh, they they don't give anything except their finest every time they play. And um, I think um, Ivan Cleary, I, I remember him playing as a as a winger for uh, for Penrith, and uh, just you know what he was able to uh, to produce on the field. But it's his uh, his ability to be able to pass on a message to uh, to the players. Uh, under him at the Panthers, that uh, has been so easy for them to uh, to put into uh, into play, and uh, the way that they've um, uh, displayed uh, quality uh, rugby league every time they go onto the field uh, just makes it impossible to ignore. They've uh, they've been in sensational form. They really have. And whilst you know the others are um, are, are a real a real chance of, uh, of of finishing in the grand final and, and playing them for it, I think uh, the, the Panthers certainly deserve to have. Uh, that beside their names at the moment. They're, uh, they're in red-hot form. Mm. Uh, should be, yeah, very good. Uh, and also just uh, come to light that uh, Ray Warren has retired from behind the mic. Um, I'm sure you've got a couple of memories of him and um, a couple of great calls that he's made throughout the years. Yeah, I still remembering from when he was calling, and I think it was called the Amco Cup back in those days, and uh, then the KB Cup, the National Panasonic, and Ray was the one that was calling it. And uh, I got the, the thrill to be able to listen to him, and uh, I think everybody, you know, has put on the Ray Warren voice every now and then, talking about uh, how he's played the game. Uh, they like to bring that up, but uh, he was a guy that um, had the, the real ability to, to turn a pretty average game into a, a very exciting sounding game um, but he has a love of football um, the, the great thing about it I've had the privilege of working um, alongside him here at Channel 9 um, for uh, for you know a long long time now and uh, just to be able to you know have the uh, the chance to, to call a game with him whether it was an NRL game or, or an Origin game um, it made you feel pretty lucky that uh, that you were in the right place at the right time to, to be able to join him and uh, uh, whilst it's been fantastic um, to, uh, to to be there whilst he's uh, calling a game. Uh, it's been an even greater privilege to spend time with him as a friend. Um, he's just a, a terrific fellow that um, believes that he's uh, one of the, the real lucky men in the world because of his time uh, spent with Rugby League and getting to meet the players um, through his calls who have all given him a, a huge pat on the back. Well, I think commentary sort of can really make the game, especially for the viewer, and he's been one of the greatest. Uh, who's the next immortal? You are one. Who's the next one? Uh, <laughs> I, I can't make it. I can't make a comment on that. <laughs> not, not allowed to, to come out with it. Um, but it's, I don't think it's going to be something that um, surprises too many people. Yeah. Um, 
there are uh, a whole pile of uh, extremely uh, talented guys competing for the spot so uh, you know it'll just be a case of uh, there seems to be a bit of a question how many yes, so. are about to be named could it be more than one and uh, that's uh, that's the part that we haven't been told yet either we we are uh, a little bit wise in uh, you know some of the players that are uh, they're up there uh, ready for it but um the last time I think uh, there was an appointment, uh, there were a couple of players named. So who knows? That could be happening again. Oh, and Wally, did you have a did you have a favourite series that you won? Like was there one that uh, you always look back on with fond memories of the so many that you got through and won? Oh, I think well, I'm often asked about my favourite game in Origin, and it's 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 not real hard to come up with that. Uh, it was game two, 1989. Um, we played um, uh, a match Queensland. We actually finished with 12 men. Um, and uh, it was a, a case where we had Alan Langer had a broken leg. Um, uh, we also had uh, Mel Menenga with a fractured cheekbone. Paul Vorton dislocated his elbow. Bobby Linder. Um, right at the end of the game, I can, well, it was about 20 minutes to go. And uh, he kept saying, oh, mate, I, I can't run. I can't run. And I said, Bob, we've only got 13 blokes on the field. Stay out here, just keep having a go. Uh, and he said, "Oh, okay." And um, a little while longer uh, later, the trainer came up to me and he said, "Mate, Bobby's no good." And I said, "Well, get him to stay on the different field. He's not going off. Um, we can't afford it. We've got no reserves left." Uh, Michael Hancock was the other one that went off. I'm sorry. Um, and it was uh, it was a case of uh, he had to be there. And I think when there was about six or seven minutes to go. Uh, I turned around and uh, to look for Bobby uh, to, to get him to stand inside me and in the defensive line, uh, and he wasn't there. And I screamed out to the trainer, "Where the hell is Bobby? He's gone missing." And he said, "He's got a broken leg. He can't come on." <laughs> and I looked around. And said, oh, I suppose that's a fair reason. Yeah, 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 okay, all right. Yeah, tell him he's allowed to go off now if he's got a broken leg. Um, and it, uh, it went on. Uh, that was the end of our game. We, we finished with 12 men. It's the only time in history in a State of Origin match that um, a team has finished with not full numbers. Um, we were one short. And I remember that night we walked off the field and I ended up grabbing the players and uh, just pulling them up. And I said, have a listen to this. We're getting a standing ovation from the crowd. Um, and the players turned around. They looked up into the grandstand and all the way around the stadium, at the City Football Stadium, and they could see that we actually were getting a standing ovation. And I said, because I guarantee you, this will never happen again. A Queensland team will never get a standing ovation from a Sydney crowd again. Enjoy it, lap it up, and say thank you to them for uh, um, for their message. And uh, then the players went into the into the dressing rooms, and I'd never seen a uh, dressing room like it. The blokes were just laying on the floor. They'd had enough. They had no energy left. Uh, normally, you go in there, you start the celebrations, and pick out a few beers and and start to have a good time. But uh, but they were gone. They were all shot. They had uh, nothing left, and it was just a case of sitting down, waiting to to finally get the uh, the energy to to have a shower and jump on a bus and, and go back to the hotel. Incredible. And I would say that if we ask any one of them their greatest game, they would also point that out. And, uh, yeah. yeah, tremendous. And this also shows, like, rugby league isn't, isn't, a le- isn't a game that's gotten any sort of softer than that either. It still has that collision. And and not like so the AFL, we seem to be sort of making rules to stop, go, that. stop all that sort of stuff. But uh, I know you've got your HIA and things like that, but it is a tough, tough game. Mm. 
Yeah, they're all tough games, and I mean, we get to appreciate the, you know, the uh, the hard work that's in uh, in an AFL uh, game. There's, there's no doubt about that. But um, you know, the, the league, the way that the game is played, it's it's a bit more of a of a, of a contact sport. I, I don't think the players are all that happy about it all the time. Uh, they'd rather, you know, uh, it be a bit softer. But uh, I think we just all feel privileged that we're we're lucky enough to play uh, rugby league and. We get to uh, to play with a group of blokes that uh, enjoy uh, taking part in uh, in multiple physical confrontations uh, that can dictate the outcome of a game. Yep. Fantastic! Hey, Wally, we might have to leave it there, mate. But right. uh, just give us your series score. Oh, look, I am. I'm I'm very hopeful Queensland are going to win it 2-1. Um, I don't think that they could ever hope to win this one 3-0. Uh, there's too many great players in the in the New South Wales side. Uh, but for Queensland to win this, they're going to have to, uh, to dictate terms uh, from the outset and get a, uh, a very good defensive game and the policy of their uh, of their plan in uh, in motion um, and have a very good kick and chase game. They're going to have to turn New South Wales around and uh, frustrate them relentlessly. Well, Wally, you say it was a privilege to play, mate. It was an absolute privilege to uh, chat to you and get you online tonight. Um, and I appreciate it. I'm loving the game at the moment. And we uh, yeah, appreciate it. Yes. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Thank you very much. Well, here we go. Wally Lewis, uh, absolutely legend, immortal oh, of the game of rugby league. And, yeah, just these, these stats uh, read for themselves, don't they? Um, very generous. Dominated the competition throughout the 1980s and winning a record eight-man-of-the-match awards.